Paul Wharton's new intro song for his podcast. Oh, your microphone just got turned okay. around. There you go. Oh, yeah. Just keep turning that around. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi. Hi, love. Thank Hi, you for, for filling in. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. Now, who would I be in terms of, okay, you're doing the live with Kelly thing. First of all, they're spending way yeah. too much money on graphics. They were like, this time, Kelly, we're not, <laughs> you know, shit. You know, that graphic designer got a house in, in, in the Hamptons off of this Kelly co-host thing. So um, I would be your, um, I'm not your Mark Consuelos because I'm oh, not you're sleeping close. with you. But I, would I be your Anderson Cooper? Yes, you are my Anderson Cooper or Andy Cohen. I li- okay, I'll be your Which Andy Cohen. Which do you Cohen. prefer? Andy, hey, Andy Cohen. Cohen? I'm just not that serious about life. Is it, uh, oh, good, okay. Keep. Do you want me to mess with your mic? Is it good? Uh, it's, it's, Can it stay still? Like no, this? I don't okay. think it's going to oh, for well. some reason. Anyway. Um, well, look, thank you for, for filling in. Yes. Ashley Darby from The Real Housewives of Potomac. We were supposed to go to Oz today and podcast live there, but she had kind of a family issue, so she couldn't do it. And you, by the way, are a fan favorite. Well, thank you. Because I am launching the official search tomorrow for new cast members, oh, but I feel God. like you've basically already got this. You're oh already one of them. Well, let me tell you something. You know, I've been judging people for a very long time, partly because I'm gay, and secondly, <laughs> because I did the judging for America's Next Top Model for 16 cycles of that show, and I'm a good judger. So, hey, let's just judge some folks. I know, honestly, and I think that the live show that we have, because I want to check in with you. Are you mm-hmm. still no drinking, no alcohol? I, do you know what? I can't lie to you. No, <laughs> I completely fucked that up. Not. Yeah, that lasted like four days. What? We were so confident. I that was you were... too. But oh, I, no. in my defense, I do have something in my defense. Okay. okay well, wh- what had happened was. All right. What, okay. Yeah. Usually I say, what had happened was. But, you know, because. <laughs> what had happened? I'm trying to be, you know, politically correct. Oh, don't uh, even bother. What had happened was. Okay. That I started that on January 2nd. Okay, sure. Something like that. A friend of mine that Thursday, remember I was going to go on, I was supposed to go on Fox, and remember I had to cancel, and I took a train in the middle of the night to New York, because my friend went to the emergency room. Okay. She wasn't feeling well. And they told her um, early on, they, they said, well, you know, all tests point to you having leukemia. Oh, God. So she was there by herself in the hospital. It's 12 o'clock. I'm, like, washing my hair, and she's, like, going through changes. So I canceled the show in the morning. I get on the train at 3 o'clock. I'm in New York at 641. And that was a day that Omarosa and I were supposed to have our come back together live on Fox 5. Oh, my God. Morning. What a Reunion? How come I didn't get an invite? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in her rider. I made yeah. sure that bitch is not in the building. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, how come they didn't invite me in that 
exactly. Yeah, thanks a lot. Exactly. So I went to New York. I sat there with my friend. She cried. I held it down. Yeah. When they came back and said, oh, it was just a virus, I went straight to the bar and got totally fucked up. So that's what happened. <laughs> I mean, that's my honest story, well, and I haven't gone back on the wagon since, so that's what it is. Okay, well, you know what? Then uh, New Year's resolutions never work anyhow. Oh, so play, I that, think play that thing. So the I disclaimer, can, yeah. so you can really just Thank swear you. it up. All right, sure, absolutely. Hold on. Let me get the disclaimer going here. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. That's right. Turn it down, kids. <laughs> um, anyway, look, we have a yes. ton to get to on Let's this show, by it. the way. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You need to review the Hey Frage podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Leave a review. You want to hear more, Paul? Hit five stars. I love Share it. this podcast with someone and leave the Hey Frage podcast a review. Um, so... Uh, I don't know if you saw the email that we got from a mom. She wants to know her son is white um, and he was going to his African-American friend's birthday party for little boys. And the mom, the little, her son wanted to buy a cop car for the little boy. Like a Tyco? Like a little Tyco, yeah, yeah, cop cars. And she wants to know, she felt bad about buying this gift. Is, is it this where we correct? are? Is this where we are? Do you think that's ridiculous? It's totally ridiculous. And the white boy, the mother of the white boy was going to buy his black friend, and it's Mm -hmm. okay, people, to say his black friend. Okay. Okay. A cop car. Absolutely. Um, There are a lot of amazing police officers out there. I mean, when I was 16 years old, I had a run-in with the with the police. I had just gotten uh, my, my car. And by the way, for anyone yeah. that doesn't know you, you're black. Yes, I am. You're black and beautiful. Yeah, thank Gorgeous. you. Paul has amazing signature hair. So if you are listening to this podcast and you do not know who and what Paul Wharton looks like, Google Paul Wharton. Oh, those responses will be interesting. That's what he looks like? Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I do okay. Thank you. I think I'm okay. You look amazing. Okay, I want to get to that. I want to know your story and your thoughts on that. we got to talk about the gay dance party at Mike Pence's house tonight. And then the other story I am obsessed with Mm -hmm. is this hairstylist here in Washington, D.C., who's calling out Marla Maples, who was one of Donald Trump's ex-wives, that Marla and Tiffany Trump have been trying to get free or heavily, heavily discounted hair and makeup services in exchange for promoting I'm not surprised, and it's not because I have Botox in my face. You see, no surprise on me, right? (laughs) Not a bit of surprise. Okay. And I want to get to this story because the hairstylist, the hairstylist has called them out. Who was the hairstylist? Do I know this person? I bet you do because she's actually, I think she's pretty well known. So I'll get to that. And then our intern, Irene, who's fabulous, came, found a list of songs that get white people turned. Okay. So these are the songs that we're going to be hearing this weekend? Yes. So these are all the songs you're going to hear all over Washington. I'm scared. And by the way, turned just means like turned up, right? Like this gets white people Hey, here's the hoping. (laughs) Where did this stop getting turned up? I can't wait. This is going to be a lot going on this weekend in Washington, D.C. There is. Are you actually staying in town or are you like you want out? Girl, I'll be here. I'm going to be marching with the women's girl. (laughs) I am. I'm going to be right there with the women's march, honey. It is not a game. Yeah. 
do you tuck your dick in for that? Or Fuck do you no, <laughs> I let it stick out. Listen, if you Google me, let me tell you what happened. Okay, since you lead me into these things. I'm tuck mine Speaking in. of tucking my dick in, there's no tucking my dick in because it's Too big. whatever. I mean, it's what it's supposed to be, okay? Um, but I had this picture when I did Bevy Smith's show a couple weeks ago on Sirius XM on Radio Andy. I took a picture in front of the Sirius uh, backdrop. Okay. I put the picture up. It was fine on my Instagram. It was fine on my Facebook. Yeah. Can you please look at my Instagram and see that All picture? Right. Let me look up anyway, your Instagram. Okay. I put that picture on Tinder, on my Tinder profile, and they they marked it for, you know, being explicit. And they took it down. What? Because it showed the outline of my penis <laughs> and my jeans. But okay, that's just what it is. Which one is Let this? Me see. So... Is it's, it? It's no. That was um, the other day. Keep going, keep going. The other. Okay, oh, this direction yeah. or the other? Um, I thought it was. Oh, there, that one. This one? They marked this Look. one? Okay, I'm sorry. I, like, I mean, you can see, a, you can see the one. <laughs> but it wasn't an explicit picture. Yeah, I was I out in public like this. This yeah. is who I am, people. That is who you are, and that's what you're packing. I'm not tucking that's anything offensive. in. I don't blame you. Right? Yeah. I'd be offended if I didn't see anything. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, where, where is it? You yeah, know? Exactly. That offends yeah. me. Okay, so. I am offended, too, by that. Thank if you. If you don't have a dick, we want to see it. <laughs> where do you want to start this morning, by the way? There's so many stories, and you know, there's always stuff going on in your life that people love to hear about. Well, I am enjoying listening to your podcast and watching you. I mean, I really am. You guys don't know this, but I call Sarah at night. Don't I always call you when I'm ever when I'm driving my car? I do. Yeah, that, that's like my thing. We I get little, in the car. We truly are good friends. Outside. No, I, I that's my you. girl. No, I love this girl. And I say, girl. Okay, last time when we left off, it is like days of our lives, honey. I want to know. Pick me right up where I left off, and I say, and go. And I just drive on down the street and listen to you I'm tell your story. I got more fucking drama on to God, you would swear. I mean, people love me, they leave me, relationship drama, therapist, counselor, sales. I mean, where to begin? Isn't it, it just something? goes on and on. I know, and I'm thinking. Well, first of all, why don't we start by letting that one lady off the hook? Because I think her intentions are good. Okay, the mother, by the way. <clears throat> the mother. All right, so here's the here, I'll read you the quick little email that mm-hmm. she uh, she wrote to me, and she says, So I had this happen to me over the weekend, Sarah. We were invited to a last minute birthday party for a kid at school. So I went to the grocery store to get a card and looked at the toy bin. The first toy my son picked out was a police truck, because I am also hashtag so white. I panicked and she said, let's look for, I said, let's look for other cars. Then he picked up a Dukes of Hazard looking car. Well, the family is Latin African American. So I just couldn't give the little boy a cop or Confederate flag car, right? Agreed. We ended up with an Audi 8, so much more progressive, right? It's so hard to be knowledgeable, but still hashtag so white. So she's looking for advice. Of course, you know, I'm hashtag Sarah so white. So. But you're really not. That's the thing. (laughs) Right. I'm super open. But you're really not. That's the thing. Well, you know, I just think that it's just such a shame that we're at this state in our society where, you know, a mom doesn't think she can give her son's friend a cop car. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't necessarily want to be a cop, but I thought it was exciting and the bright lights and being a a lot of people, a lot of men um, in my family were firemen. My mom's brother being one of them. And, you know, I mean, that's just part of being a kid. And certainly there are some issues um, in the law enforcement community that I um, stand up against anyone that, um, you know, is mistreating people because.
because yeah. of the color of their skin or or whatnot. But I also have great friends that are police officers, and there are a lot of black police officers and all, police officers of all colors and races, ethnicities. So give the kid the police car. I mean, what's the problem, people? I agree. I would have gotten him the car, too. I mean, the Audi 8 is fine. Right. I can't even. I mean, I'd much prefer that in my. <laughs> see, let me tell you how. Let me tell you how out of the loop, out of the mix I am with reality stuff. When I read this, okay, when you told me we were going to talk about the, you know, that particular thing, I thought, oh, how nice of the lady. She must have got the car at auction, a, a police car, and she was going to give it to her. Her son's friend to fight against the system. I get it, lady. I thought it was a real fucking car. Okay, that's where oh I'm coming God. from. Now, you're talking about the little piece of car? Yeah. Give that little piece of car for $2 to the little boy and go on about your business. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Perfect. I love that answer. Okay. Uh, by the way, there's some other people that I have to give shout-outs to. Jessica Wooten, who listens to this podcast. Thank you so much. Captain Awesome. Dr. Julie G. These people follow me on Twitter, and they tweet about the show all the time. Joe R., who is on Snapchat, listening on Metro. Love you so much. Um, also, I thought this was so sweet from Brittany. She sent me this email yesterday. It made my day. She says, hey, Sarah, I just wanted to let you know that your first few podcast episodes have been really, really good. I think it's great to see how you play off other co-hosts. It's definitely refreshing to see other points of view. My friend sent me this book yesterday, Zen and the Art of Happiness. I think the overarching uh, message that everything happens to you for the best possible thing that can happen in that moment is very fitting for the new direction of your podcast. Best of luck and good work, Brittany. Thank you. I thought that was so that. sweet. Hey, Brittany, that's awesome. Yeah, so many, so many sweet things. And I have to shout out my sponsor, Keltort. Um, you'll know this whole routine. Very nice. You already have sponsors for your podcast. I won't say who they are yet. They have to cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Uh, California Tortilla, we absolutely love you. You know, they have 20 original recipes, 75 hot sauces to top it off with, and endless possibilities. Whether you have a go-to menu item or enjoy something different every time, California Tortilla's 27 D.C. area locations are eager to serve you. Taco eating made easy. You can do it online and pick up at one of their locations, visit caltort.com, or you can also download their app from caltort.com. So there you go. Um, well, I love them because they're healthy and delicious. I really do. They are healthy and delicious. Yeah. I know. They make so, great stuff. Thanks, you know, I, although I'm back on, I'm drinking again, but I'm still trying to watch my weight. So oh, I hear you. you know, well, you there. look so tiny. I've heard Thank I, you. everybody that sees you always says, oh, my God, Paul's not really going to lose any more weight. Right. He looks so good. Oh, wow. That's so nice of you. You know, I'm going to shout out one of your um, one of your listeners. Oh, Jen. I want to shout out Jen because, you know, you all may not you know this, it. but um, Sarah posted on her Facebook uh, the other time that I filled in, I think right before Samuel. Left. Yes, right before, yes. And and she has a listener named Jen, and she said, you know, oh my God, this Paul Wharton, I cannot get through a whole episode. I just don't know if I can just listen to him. The girl had not even listened to the damn podcast, okay? She hadn't listened to that episode. She had heard earlier ones. But I love how, uh, you know, when I told her, I said, you know, let me tell you something. One thing about me is I'm authentically me. Now, you are. this is who it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I am who I am. I don't put on a front. I talk this way. When these mics go down, and I call you, I'm the same way when I'm talking to Lenita over there and my mom. This is pretty much how I am. Um, and so I said to her, I said, you know, I understand everybody has their opinion about people, but when someone really feels confident enough in their own self to really share who they are, you know, hey, you may not like it. Right, but but it's the truth. I'm not changing shit. But I said it in a nice way. 
And then later, she was magnanimous enough to come back around and put another content uh, comment up that said, you know, Paul Wharton, he's really not that bad. So I really love how I heard her, she heard me, and I hope that um, she can get through this podcast without heaving. <laughs> People love you. I love you, Jen. Um, so, hey, do you know the hairstylist? Is it Trisha Kelly? Uh, Teresa Kelly? I think it's Trisha Kelly. What salon is she at? Um, here's her picture. Looks like she might be a freelancer. Oh, okay. So, what does a freelancer look like? <laughs> oh, here's a picture. She doesn't have a salon. She says uh, she's yeah. a Washington-based hairstylist who is calling out 23-year-old Tiffany Trump and her mom, Marla Maples, for Inauguration Day. The freelance stylist says that she was contacted by one of uh, Marla's representatives, and Kelly expressed her interest in doing her hair and makeup, and that it was a $150 fee, Right. To, okay. And then also a travel cost fee, okay? Yeah. But Maples, through her assistant, Bolt, I was told they had a $300 budget for both of them, for hair and makeup and my travel expenses. That was total, okay? Mm. After some back and forth, Kelly agreed to be paid $200 total and a makeup artist $150 to get the women camera ready. That's when Maples' assistant came up with another proposal. Would Kelly and the makeup artist be willing to provide their services for free in exchange they would get, quote, exposure, and Maples would mention them on social media feeds? That's what the assistant told so her. So what, their business can go crashing through the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, I will, I'll do it for free for you not to tell anybody that I did it. Are you kidding me? So here's my thing. You have a lot of celebrity friends. Mm-hmm. You work with a lot of celebrities, plus you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. Is when celebrities reach out and say, hey, will you do my makeup or can I have a dress or be styled by you for free in exchange for a plug? Do you think it's ever really worth it? It is sometimes worth it. Like I have a skincare line now and I do, I have sent my skincare products to celebrities and I'm giving them an opportunity to use the product. These are friends though. I right, mean, not, you've got, yeah, you have, everyone knows you're good friends with Omarosa, but you, you're also good friends with. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you, you'd like to mention that one first. Yes, that's my baby. That's my baby. As of now, I don't know what's going to happen. We, I am in a relationship with this woman that is like, I love her, but... You just don't I know. You know, I don't know where she goes when she when she puts on her shoes and goes to work every day. I don't know what's happening over there at the office. You know? Scary. You don't scary business. Scary. But I think that you have to put a certain value on it. Okay, so if I send my product... Um, uh, if there's a value to this makeup artist that's $150, you have to think, is that marketing promotion worth $150 or $300 bucks to me? And if it is, then it's worth doing it for free. Now, with those two... Hell no. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think, I don't think it's worth it. Don't and you think it's all on the level of celebrity? It is all on the level of celebrity. And right now, things are so sensitive associated with that Trump name. It's almost like you really can't do anything. I have tickets to an event tonight that someone called themselves leaving for me at at the um, front desk. And they said, oh, we'd love for you to come to the African-American for Trump um, event tonight at the Watergate. I looked on there. The little price of the ticket was on there. Very high. Very expensive tickets. And I thought to myself... Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> not even if you paid me this times 10. I'm not going over there. It is so, it's such a hot spot, isn't it, right now? Like, nobody, and describe, because you're out and about in the city all the time, and I feel like Washington right now feels so deflated, but maybe we don't travel in Republican circles, but nobody seems excited. Everybody I talk to wants to leave town. 
if you know, many yeah. people have to stay here because they're working, right? Well, I have a friend um, that has a very successful business. Um, he used to be a partner at the Carlisle Group, and now he does his own thing. But um, he's having an inauguration party on Friday. His office is along the parade route, which is is the parade route now like about a block and a half? Yeah, what, yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Down <laughs> that like- was kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be like at like twelve like blocks. Spin. I'm like, is it about a half a block? Is it a parade route? They're just gonna do like right. around the- come out the parking lot and go into the okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, I noticed in years past when he would have um, anything related to George Bush or some of those, he would go, oh, this inauguration parade for George Bush, and this is awesome. And this year he says, this is something that this company does every four years, <laughs> regardless of who the president is, and we just want to be. You know, bilateral, and we want to be or bipartisan, excuse me. And you know, and and I just thought, huh, that's interesting. Now I know he's a Republican, and I know he voted for Trump. But hey, folks are having buyer's remorse. What uh, do you think about that? I think you're right. And I, mean, I think we see it over, you know where. But I'm not going to get into that. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. I do. I Things do. about to take a quick turn to the left. <laughs> Shouldn't have been listening if you didn't want to hear your name called. <laughs> the truth. That is the truth. I agree with you. And by the what way, what are you going to do, Sarah? Are you going to do anything? Well, I'm going to go. I might be working for Fox Five okay. for that day and do like uh, you know Facebook Live show or whatever with some of their anchors. Or, but that's it. If I don't work for them, I'm in not the studio. Do anything. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll go down to the Women's March on Saturday. But you know, I don't know. I'm not. Super excited about the Women's March. I guess I'm feeling like I really don't. I do not think this administration gives a fuck about a march. I don't right. think they care. I don't think they that makes them take notes. I don't think. I mean, I have my. Well, own I think it'll let the world take note, take notice of yeah, this, though. You know, I mean, that's true. Because if if you are someone in another country and you're saying, "God damn, what's happening in America?" and you look over and you say, "Well, I don't know, but everybody seems to be peacefully going along with it. I don't see any problems. He's in off, you know." <laughs> that's true. You can't you're hide right. a million women, you know, barking up, knocking on your back door. That's a good point. You, you know, know what? That makes me a little bit more energized. Get on down there, Sarah Fraser. <laughs> I will. Miss I uh, Kelly Ripa of DC. I will. I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be interviewing people, <laughs> giving out Hey Fraser koozies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Celebrating women's. And I love vagina power, so I'm all about it. I just feel like, are we being heard? But you're right. You yeah. know what? A million strong, you make a statement. You make a statement. There you go. Now I'm okay. more energized. Uh, the represent- Kelly, by the way, this to end this story with the hairstylist, mm. she also says that Maple's camp responded over text message to her saying, quote, you are messing with the president of the United States, the Maples contact wrote, adding that Maples was worried about her financial situation with Tiffany out of college, ending child support payments from the president-elect. She's used to a certain lifestyle, and you don't understand that. This All of that? Publicist writes, yes. Well, I have to say that that publicist really overstepped. Um, Some boundaries? Yeah, they overstepped their bounds. And first of all, they overshared Marla Maple's story. Now, we all know Marla Maple's situation. Which is basically she doesn't have any money, She really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, she really doesn't. She's a nice woman. She does yoga. She meditates. I think she's, like, you know, found her, found peace in her life. I I believe so, from what I've seen. Yeah, she seems very... But that doesn't seem like something that she would say with this newfound Zen Marla unless it's all fake. Why is she even coming? 
I think because they portray that, like, you know, Trump's a good guy. He's friends with his ex-wife. He's but didn't very he release his 1996 or whatever tax returns? That's the reason why we know that he may not have paid the federal income tax for 18 years. Um, wasn't that Marla Maples? I thought it was, but wasn't that a couple of years? Was that recently? I thought that was a while ago. That was it. No, she just released it. Um, oh, but she it was did? Four, yeah, when, remember when everyone was talking about it? She just released it during the campaign. But it was from when they were married, and she had to sign on it. I don't know, 96, 98. I don't know. I Ooh. told you all I'll start drinking again. I can't remember the dates. <laughs> yeah. I got to Google that story. I don't know well, if you Well, yeah. Heard. I mean, basically, so I don't know. I'm surprised she's coming. I think she could send Tiffany on her own to come. Yeah, that's interesting. That now, is Melania going to show up? Oh, it says, uh, New York Magazine says, is Marla Maples the Trump tax return leaker? But it doesn't look like this was in October 2016. Oh, I forgot to say this. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. So maybe she's pretending. Well, God bless them all. I won't be there, but I send my well regards. <laughs> How do you feel about this? A former NFL player uh, and father of a black university student is speaking out in support of his son's white girlfriend who was cut off by her parents and has been raising money for her relationship. Did you see that story? What? Did you ever date anybody that had a problem, like their family had a problem with you being black? (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't want to take up your valuable airtime by laughing for 10 minutes straight. (laughs) Do you think I care what the fuck they think about me? If I I did, I'd be in a relationship right now. No, really? I, yeah, I mean, I really no. I mean, if someone's parents, not that they ever told me, because you know what I'd say. Well, oh, why I don't know. you go home and be with your mama and sit <laughs> up under her and be a mama's boy? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't really care, but I don't know about raising money. For a young lady. Now, is this is this a grown so, woman? Uh, no, she's 18 years old. That's Allie. a grown woman. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, you think I was okay. 19 years old? I moved to New York City with a suitcase on my own. That's that. Uh, actually, it is true. A lot of people are out on their own at 18. Uh, Allie Dwaddle is her name. She's raised more than $30,000 on GoFundMe to pay for her oh, college after her father, Bill, said that his daughter dating a black man may not... Uh, may not be his, quote, preference because of issues involved with the biracial dating in the South. He insisted he cut her off because she was, quote, spoiled and needed to grow up. Michael's uncle, now Michael Swift, is the father of Allie's boyfriend, who is African-American. Michael's uncle told news outlets they both come from very good families and they'll make the right decisions. That's so interesting, um, and I think that people can go fund whatever they choose to go fund, and that's the thing about being an American. Mm-hmm. But you know, I live in Washington D.C., and we're ranked number one in child hunger. And I walk down the street and see homeless people, and you know, I got it in my mind that I was going to go to all my wealthy friends and say, "Look, let's put this put some money together." They have a lot more money than me. Of course, I'm normal. They're like really wealthy. <laughs> yeah, right. um, no, I, I understand. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I said, listen, like on my stroll, because some of them just don't ever really hit the street where they see anyone. Yep. Like, but I do. Okay. I can see that. And I said, let's talk to Street Sense and let's talk to the, the Capital Area Food Bank where I'm an ambassador against hunger, has 700 partner agencies. And let's really make a difference with some of these people that are on the street. I mean, we can get some of these people off the street. Honey. Nobody will do it. If they called me, they called you. <laughs> heard from anybody. You haven't heard from not a one of them. So it's just interesting, and maybe I should go about it in a different way and maybe put a little bit more structure on it. You know, it was kind of like a grassroots type 
type thought. So, I mean, I'm kind of bringing that into play. They're go funding this young lady who is a grown woman who could take out student loans. She's been a spoiled brat, her dad says, her whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. grow up, stand by your man, but stand up for yourself, get a job, pay your student loans back, and give that money to somebody that really needs it. And that's just the way I feel about it. No, I think that's a good, I think that's a good take. Yeah, I mean, people it. are supporting her, you know, because of being kicked out, but then you wonder... You know, race thing aside, is she just a spoiled brat? Yeah. And you're right, a lot of people need help. A lot of people need help. And, you know, I can name so many uh, situations. I mean, there's there's a... Um a group home for LGBT kids that oh my god in, in they've Capitol been kicked Hill. out yes they, yeah and they're all living in that group home and and you know and a lot of times they will have fundraisers over at town and different things like that but I mean there are people all around we're living in the nation's capital the most power, powerful city in the world and these people I mean we got people here on this on every street corner I know it's it is amazing they're but homeless or hungry they need help yeah. why do you think that continues because here's my thing is Americans are so generous mm-hmm. so do you think a lot of these organizations are really not helping people despite the donations that they're getting do you think that's issue, the issue or do you really feel like it takes so much money to run an organization that by the time it trickles down to somebody who's homeless it's just not enough well i think that a lot of charitable events that we do here in this town have to be tied to you going out and getting a five thousand dollar dress or you know a fabulous tuxedo and putting on your best diamonds and then they rent the ballroom of the ritz carlton and they have the best caterers and they have their serving krug champagne and then by the time it gets to the people that really need it you've already cut the first uh, three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars right off the top so to the room right Rental. <laughs> for the room <laughs> rental. Right. And my appearance fee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, but um, for talent and all that. So I feel like in this town, the it's a very charitable town, and I love it, love it, love it here. And I go to a lot of those things because it does help make a difference. But unfortunately, I think for some people that really can give and make a difference, they only really give when there's some sort of party. It's going to be glamorous. When there's a party and people know that they wrote the big check and they got the table and their name's up on the wall and I'm Big Bad Wolf. But but like when it's kind of DL give, I don't really see a lot of that. Don't you feel like um, I I look at fashion for pause, right? Mm -hmm. Which which over the years has become one of like the biggest you know glamorous events. And I shout out to Tara DeNicholas that launched that. She's a genius. She's a genius, but I think, you know, they made basically dogs that shouldn't eat their own shit, like, really glamorous. Absolutely. I I adopted my dog, Oscar. They did the first year Fashion for Paws. I went to the Humane Society on the day they were closed. When is it okay to say, do you know who I am, by the way? (laughs) Can I talk about that later? It's never okay? I bet it is when you really need to. When you really need to. You know what? Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that, and then you can answer this to me, because I bring up Fashion for Paws. They've asked me to help out this year, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm not really an animal fan. So do you think it's like a real, like, is it an asshole of me? Do you have to be an animal to fan to, uh, well, basically what they're, they raise money to keep um, animals from being euthanized. Right. Correct. Yes, okay. I believe that's yeah. So they keep they raise money to keep them in service at Humane Society over there in New York Avenue, and they have a few, few other Washington Humane Societies, um, and and it works. 
And actually, yes. the money that they raised helps keep these animals like in the shelters long enough to be adopted or to have you know a second and a third and a fourth chance. All right, so that's sweet. for that reason, yeah, why not? Do what do they want you to do? They want you to raise money. Well, I hope not. I'm too, I'm too busy raising my own money. Do they no want way. you to host the show? Uh, I think there was something like that. Maybe walking yeah. as a model, but I think you have to. Uh, raise money, right? I did it. I've done it eight times. I did it last year, too. Yeah. I think you have to raise money. I don't know. Oh, Well, what you used to have to do, you you could be like, okay, you know what? (laughs) See, but that's the thing. I'll text you. I feel like I can't do this because if I am going to go to my listeners and and people that are so loyal that follow Mm -hmm. me on this podcast, right, I feel like I have to be sincere. And over the years, people have heard me talk about, you know, when I grew up in Maine, my pets lived outside. The only time the dogs and cats ever came inside. Did they bring you any enjoyment? Yeah, they were, like, of course, I love my dog, Hummer. We have a great dog up there, Derby. Like, really good pets, you know. But a pet's a pet. Like, you never put a sweater on a dog in Maine. Right. You know, you never, like, you, I mean, they eat dog food from, like, Sam's Club. They don't eat, like. Right. But <laughs> see, I just. Well, I love I my like dog, and I think your listeners do as well. And so why don't you have them <laughs> do a picture contest with why Sarah should participate and help out Fashion for Paws with the listeners of Hey Phrase and tag you on their Instagram. And I think if you see enough oh, support and idea. enough people that love their pets, you should do it. Okay, you know what? If people do that, if people tag me, how many mm-hmm. people do you think? Um, 50? 50? Yeah. 50? Okay, if 50, 50 people tag picks. me in their pet pics, mm-hmm. then I will help out Fashion for Paws. Because then I will feel sincere. Exactly. And through you, they're helping. And I think it's fabulous. Okay, 50 people. That's on. You tag me in your dog picture. Boom. All right. Okay. So when did, by the way, you have to pull out the Do You Know Who I Am card? Which, by the way, people should know who you are. <sighs> well, I mean, why start with me? Do you ever have to say that? It's... Not unless I've been... I, I don't think I've ever really said that. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think that but you're you telling know, the truth. Look, I but need I to think... be more of a bitch. Like, I, okay. I feel like, you know, I half of the reason I feel like I, I don't have my own talk shows because I don't knock on doors and go, give me my fucking show, you, yeah. you know, yeah. see you. And well, by the way, do you know who I am? Well, like, what had, had happened was, okay, now listen, and by the way, before I say this, I think that everybody, everybody should feel that they can say, do you know who I am, when they really need to, okay? All right, This I has nothing to do with you being on a podcast or being on a television or whatever your claim your to fame company. is. Run, whatever. Yeah, you know, you having good government. shiny hair, whatever it is. Okay. You know, no, anybody, if you, hey, do you know who I am? Basically, that means, check it, hold up. I don't like the way you're dealing with me. Check yourself, because I'm not just any old Joe. There will be repercussions. <laughs> do you know who I am? So, I found myself at the... What had happened was, this young man um, you had borrowed a couple of bucks from me, and, I, and he paid me back um, in a, with a check, and the check bounced. So, he gave me another check, so, so I went to the Bank of America to cash a check. It's $1,200. So, I walk into the Bank of America to cash a check, okay? It's a long line. I'm waiting in line for a long time. I get up to the window, and I have my ID, and she says she needs another form of ID, and I gave her another form of ID, and, you know, I'm like, 
Hello, hello. So I was saying hi to people in the line that happened to know who I was, okay? Okay. As happens in Washington, D.C. Sure. Hello, bonjour. So I'm up at the front, and she's looking at the, she's holding my ID up to the light. She's holding the check up to the light. She's looking at the machine, and I see her looking at her computer screen, and she's checking the um, signature. Then she calls her manager over. Oh, Lord. Mind you, I'm standing at this counter for like 10 minutes. Then they get on the phone to call, I guess, the account holder to verify that that's his signature. They can't get him on the phone. They come back to me and say, sir, I'm sorry. This check, um, this does not really look like the signature. I said, he just gave me this check. That's his check. And, uh, sir, I'm sorry, but for the protection of the account holder... Mind you, there's 10 people in line. I've been standing at this counter now for 20 minutes. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Do you? Uh-uh. Everybody Google. Everybody Google. I am. Uh-uh. No, no. You give me this money. <laughs> you and you. call. Uh, look, I'm getting on the phone with somebody at Bank of America. Wow. I have never heard of them doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And wait, did you get your money? The fuck yeah. I walked out of there with $1,200. Do you know who I am? So sometimes, you know, you I didn't walk it. in there with, do you know who I am? But did I want to go back through all those? And I got to wait in the line again. I got to call that guy, deal with him. No, fuck no. No, you're going to give me the money today. Y'all just going to wow, have to figure it out. That worked, huh? They figured, they went to the back and figured it out. They're oh. like, hey, it's less, <laughs> it'd be easier for us to just lose the money over on this guy <laughs> than deal with him. Because wow. let's just give him his money. So. I got to see you unleashed like that's that. That's what happened. Oh, my God. That's just sorry, sorry, lady at Bank of America. I had to show you who I was that day. <laughs> Are you going to uh, the gay dance party at Mike Pence's house tonight? Oh, God. Girl, is I'm this too old for that. But Why? The what gay you, dance party. You just when over, I go to like, the gay bar, I just go in and have a drink and just, you know, standing. No, I dance sometimes. I do dance sometimes. They're going to do it in Friendship Heights. It starts tonight, 6 p.m. Uh, people are carpooling to Pence's house through a Facebook page as well if you want to. That. Oh, God. Um, 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, and it's going to be at the Friendship Heights Metro. They're saying 5337 Wisconsin Avenue. So what's his deal with this conversion therapy thing? He believes in conversion therapy. Isn't that correct? I believe he tried. Allegedly. Allegedly. I think he tried to pass laws uh, in the state that he's from. And let me Google it because I'm not going to know the details. But okay. basically that he wanted conversion therapy. Yes. Okay. Okay, Which and, is, and he doesn't know that through personal experience. He knows that because he believed, what his wife, his brother-in-law, or something. I mean, to somebody, somebody, somebody's close. Somebody okay? there. Pence's support for conversion therapy not a settled matter. Mm, but right. that's that's where it comes up. But there's some in Indiana. Maybe they'll the settle way. it tonight with a twerk off. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe I just my friendship heights. That's kind of close. Yeah, I'll go by. <laughs> I know. I really want to go too because I think it would be hysterical. <laughs> Someone you just need a be correspondent a- for Hey Phrase that, that will take their camera and Irene. go. Irene. Irene, the intern. We need to go to the gay party, the gay dance party. I live at gay parties. I fucking love Irene. <laughs> I live at gay parties. <laughs> I love her. Uh, LGBTQ issues and same-sex marriage group locally said that they are going to have this uh, rainbow paraphernalia glitter. Oh, uh, I love all it. to tell, quote, Daddy Pence that transphobia and homophobia won't be tolerated. So there you go if you want to participate. Oh, glitter him right on up. That is <laughs> fantastic. Oh, this glitter just everywhere. 
He is going to shit his pants. The activist group is called Work for Peace, if you want to go there. Okay, that's that's good information. No, really, it is. I know. Lenita, Lenita, my own personal glam squad over there, if if we're not doing anything later tonight, if nobody calls me for a date, then we're going to go to Pence's house and drop it like it's hot. (laughs) Get my dancing shoes out, Lenita. How do you feel about this? So a country club, Woodmont Country Club here in Maryland, might not accept President Obama because of his stance on Israel. This is interesting discrimination. Uh, a lot of Jewish people there at the club, this is a Washington Post story, it's a historically Jewish club, have said that they do not welcome Obama, who's played there four times during his presidency because of his recent decision not to veto a U.N. Uh, Security Council resolution criticizing Israeli settlements. Is that the reason why? That's what they say. He says That's they, what they say, huh, Sarah? What, you think it's because he's black? They don't want him in there? <laughs> I wish really? I could whistle. Okay, really? I wish I could whistle right now. Play a whistle track. Let me bring up. A, do you really? You really think it's more because of oh, that God. he's black than These it has to do with clubs this in this area. They will come up with every reason. Like you know, I don't like what he he talked about my mama. I mean anything. So Woodlawn yeah. charges an eighty thousand dollar membership fee. That's a starting fee. And then $9,600 a year in dues. It was founded in 1913. Uh, the Jewish community uh, commonly were not accepted at other clubs. This is what kills me, though. Okay. It's like, yeah, Jewish people weren't accepted right. at many clubs for a long time. So mm-hmm. now you're going to discriminate against President Obama? But my question was, yeah. this is a fucking country club, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they're trying to make this a big story about race and about that President Obama you know, should be able and eligible to join this club. But here's my thing. It's a fucking club. Like, if they don't want to accept you... Right. Isn't that what any does country club is about? Does he want to go to this yes. club? He's he trying does? to become a member. Yeah. He's trying to become a member? Yeah. I need confirmation on that fact. I Here it is in the post. That. And a lifelong Jeffrey Slavin, the mayor of Montgomery County, a town of Somerset, wrote an email that he would not remain a member of Woodmont Country Club because of a recent uh, debate about whether Obama could join. How does the mayor of a little piece of um, city afford to be a member <laughs> at $80,000 a year? What you doing with them people's funds from your community? Good question. First of all. Secondly, it's interesting because Steve Harvey's been in the news a lot. And I heard Steve Harvey talk not about this particular issue, but he was saying, and he believes, that in these scenarios of these wealthy you know, white men, that the only thing that really matters is how much money you have. And he was saying this on his I show. I believe it. He was saying that, you know, I'm I'm not all the way in there, even though he's got a whole bunch of money. Have you seen his wife, by the way? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God, the money she spends on her clothes. Uh, her clothes and her face and her boobs and everything else, yeah. And her roles in that private plane. Oh, I mean, what the, the fuck? I mean, Steve Harvey's been really rich for a long time. I mean, And I'm not saying that he doesn't know about inner-city situations. I mean, the guy was homeless. Like, he's yeah. clearly, you know, brought himself up from nothing. But, I mean, Steve Harvey has done pretty well he's for done pretty well. many years. But he was saying that he feels like, you know, to really get in and to really be, as he, quote-unquote, at the table, all it really takes is, you know, finance. And he says, I'm knock, knock, knocking, you know, on the door. Um, so I don't really know. I mean, in this case, President Obama is about to make everybody money, okay? Like what he said, right. he's going to go to Goldman Sachs and really make him some, some Tubmans, <laughs> some Harriet Tubmans. He's going to pull him down some Tubmans, okay? I'm not mad at him. But, um, but I think in terms of 
I mean, who is higher at this in this moment um, in terms of uh, the public's perception and all sorts of reasons. I mean, the work that he's done, how he inspires us all, um, I than know. President Obama. It's true. He's so there. You're right. And a close second or right there is Michelle Obama. I mean, they got that on lock. So if they can't get in. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. <laughs> and I will not be going to the town of Somerset anytime soon. <laughs> I don't think. What's the last time you've been to Rockville? It's basically there. Not happening. <laughs> okay, that's what we thought. Uh, there's a list out. Irene, the intern who's amazing, sent this, and it's the songs that never fail to make white people turned. Mm. <laughs> turned red or turned up? I mean, or turned, turned up. Okay. Turned up. Like okay. That. So here's the list of the top ten, by the way, in no particular order. Uh, is this one? Do you like this song? Oh, shit, don't stop believing. Thing. You get turned up on this. Mm. Just a small town boy. Wait. Living in a lonely world. Took the midnight train going anywhere. Well, you know it. Oh, do I know it? Okay. That must be that little bit of white in me. Because I am get, getting turned up on this. Come on. Come on. What? Hey. <laughs> well, there you go. There's one on the list. Small fact oh, about Journey in this song. What? You know Mikhail Salahi. Do you know this? Oh, sure, yeah. Well, she's now with uh, Neil Schoen. Neil Schoen. Wait, wait. He's the Neil. He's playing this right now. Neil, okay? Do it, Neil. They still eating off this. <laughs> they eating off this guitar solo. Shit. Don't Stop Believing is on the list. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Living on a Prayer. Okay. Uh, come on, Eileen. What? What? Wait, come on, Eileen. You know I that don't song? Know that one. You don't know Come on, Eileen? I really well, don't. Well, here's another one on the list. Do you know Red Solo Cup by Toby I Keith? I do not. Toby Keith, he's playing at the inauguration. Yeah. This song never fails to get white people turned up. What do you think of this? Have you heard that? You've never heard Red Can Solo Can I mute my cup? mic and go slam off? Let me give a white shout out right now to my stepfather, Chip. Yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, stepdaddy. He's Irish and German. And I don't, he has no relation to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, you're from Cleveland. What are you, are you dancing right now? Yes. What are you doing? I'm getting turned up. <laughs> There you go. Red Solo Cup is on the list. Here's Come On Eileen. It's an acquired taste, but it's okay. Here's Come On Eileen. I'll play this one for you. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you've never heard this one. Oh, I love this. Okay, this gets white people turned up, too. Oh, yeah. Because there's a build to this song, right? Yep. Come on, Eileen. Sweet Caroline's on the list. Shot through the heart. Okay. That's another Bon Jovi one. Pour some sugar on me. No, I I mean, yeah, it's okay. Sweet Home Alabama. Okay. Gets white people turned up. Okay. Under pressure. Oh, under pressure. uh, Shook me all night long. I don't know that one. And then you know Cotton Eye Joe. That's (laughs) yes. So red. Is that a whole song? I thought that was just like something I hear at the basketball games. Like. (laughs) That's a whole song. Oh, shit. I can't believe this is so offensive to white people. But can I tell you this something? Hey, is this ever played at a black wedding? 
<laughs> we don't say cotton in the black community. No. <laughs> no. Uh, ain't nobody talking about no damn cotton at no damn black bread. No damn. No, Sarah, no. But let me just say something oh God, about all this. so offensive. <laughs> Hashtag Sarah's so white. Oh, my God. Does anybody play Cotton Eye Joe at the black wedding? The fuck? Okay. But really, let's, let's bring this thing full circle because this is oh all about God. love. Grab my hand, Sarah So White. I love oh you. Oh my God, I'm crying. But I you love know you what? So we are so much. We are. We are so much more alike than we are different. All of us. We really are. All of us. And my only prayer for this moment that we're having in this transition and this inauguration is that we get back there. And I think that if you know, you see somebody that's different from you that you know. We I mean, that. you know, reconnect with that person. You know, let's not go get further apart because I love my white friends. I love my black friends. And until now, I hadn't been reminded so much that they were my white friends or my black friends. I know. They're just my friends. It should be that. Just friends. They're Let's just get my back friends. to that. Oh you know, God. or my lovers. <laughs> oh, God, Paul Wharton, that's it. We've, that's the whole show today. That's it? That's it, babe. Aww. You are so, so freaking good. Oh, my God. I absolutely love having you on. Thank you so much. Where can people follow you, by the way? They can you? follow me um, on Instagram, Paul Wharton Style on Twitter. Am I Paul Wharton, Lanita? Paul Wharton on Twitter. And they can check out my skincare, Paul Wharton Beauty. Please, 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 please. PaulWhartonStyle.com. Oh, my God. And my new podcast. Did we play my song? We We played it earlier. When's it going to be out? Politics. politics? Well, you know what? Since you're my podcast mentor, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay? Oh, my God. Love you guys so much. Email me with feedback. Sarah at HeyFrage.com. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram. HeyFrage. HeyFrage Show on Snapchat. Uh, Thank you guys so much. And love one another. Love one another. No matter what color you are, baby, we're all in this thing together. And I love you, Sarah. I love you, Paul. Thank you for being an amazing friend. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. California tortilla, somewhere between selfish and selfless. You can score California tortilla gift cards. They're amazing. Pick one up for a gift for somebody or for your boss. You can purchase them. Just visit your local Caltort or one of their 27 D.C. area locations. Visit Caltort.com, too, to order online. They also cater. So for your next office party, check out Caltort. We love them. And, of course, tell them that the Hayfresh podcast sent you. Visit Caltort.com.